वी ड्रिंग श्रीमद भगवतम कैंटो टेन पार्ट टू दिस इज चैप्टर फिफ्टीन इट्स अ न्यू चैप्टर इट्स कॉल्ड द किलिंग ऑफ धेनु का द एस डीमन वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग टाइटल इट धेनु का द एस डीमन सो इट्स अ डोंकी वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट अ डोंकी ओ वेगा सो सुखदेव गोस्वामी सेट वेन लॉर्ड रामा एंड लॉर्ड कृष्णा अटेंड द एज ऑफ पौगंदा वाई लिविंग इन वृंदावना The cowherd men allowed them to take up the task of tending the cows. Engaging thus in the company of their friends, the two boys rendered the land of Vrindavana most auspicious by imprinting upon it the mark of their lotus feet. There is an age when everybody is given something to do. Like say, for example, this particular age, it is between six to ten years of age. You know, where the child is given a certain number of activities which they can be contributing to the society. so between 6 and 10 you can tend to the cows you can become a shepherd boy i'm sure you have heard stories of all this you know becoming a shepherd boy becoming a assistant now those who have seen uh, you know very beautiful movies like say uh, the dragon you know what is that taming the dragon how to tame tame the dragon i'm sure you remember in how to tame the dragon the beautiful scene where the father tells the young boy you know that you should be taking training under this person and there is this uh, uh, you know smith uh, iron smith under whom he takes a training and he designs certain weapons and systems like that so you will find that even in our films we have young boys becoming apprentices to very big people i mean some uh, bigger folks who know certain arts it's either sword making and so on and so forth likewise in today's day and age we do not have that system the pogonda system doesn't exist in our age today we all go to school we carry big big bags and we carry food items and we carry lunch boxes and we carry water bottles that is all that we do and then in school also what do we do we are basically doing nothing the child is taught only through the books in very few places the child is taught slightly different activities like horse riding but you have to pay money for that you know if you pay big money for this kind of activities then swimming lessons are given horse riding lessons are given so on and so forth but in ancient times this was a known fact that while you are between the age group of 6 to 10 that is called the pogonda age you are supposed to do some sort of an activity which will contribute towards the society so they were allowed by their family to do those kind of activities thus desiring to enjoy pastimes lord mahadev lord madhava sounding his flute surrounded by the cowherd boys who were chanting his glories and accompanied by lord baldeva kept the cows before him and entered the vrindavana forest which was full of flowers and rich with nourishment for the animals so they are now taking their cows for grazing on their own they don't need supervision so they have taken the, up this task earlier somebody else was doing it now they have become apprentices to them now they know how to take the cows for grazing now you may say what technology goes into this you will say it cows hi graze karna hai na to kaun sa technology hai usme sorry boss you have to understand have you ever seen the giraffe you know when giraffe goes to eat the leaves of the trees it has to be very fresh it has to be absolutely 
you know the reddish uh, reddish green leaves that are there it it's right from the top of the tree now if there is no such type of vegetation available then they have to go and search for it likewise those who understand about elephants now elephants travel from one end to the other end they may travel 5 6 10 20 kilometers in one day they go to a place where they can find very 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 ekdam kya kehte hai usko bamboo leaves that are there no tender bamboo leaves that is what they are searching for and wherever there are tender bamboo leaves they will go and graze likewise the calves i mean over here the cattle the cattle grazing is an activity where you should know exactly the type of grass that they want to graze in so there is a particular type of a grass that you have to take you know uh, those who have lived in the say villages will know that you know you have to go and buy hay uh, i think somebody is uh, uh, senthil you will have to mute your ha huh. so in certain places you will find that they are selling the hay you know and that hay is then fed to the cows where the cows are stationary maybe they are in one place so likewise these children they had to go to specific grounds where they could graze so you will say technology hai ki nahi surely it is there the supreme personality of godhead looked over that forest which resounded with the charming sounds of bees animals and birds and which was enhanced by a lake whose clear water resembled the mind of great souls and by a breeze carrying the fragrance of 100 petal lotuses seeing all this lord krishna decided to enjoy the atmosphere at auspicious atmosphere the primeval lord saw that these stately trees with their beautiful reddish buds and their heavy burdens of trees and flowers were bending down to touch his feet with the tips of their branches thus he smiled gently and addressed his elder brother now if you actually go to the jungles you will find that there are lots of trees who are sending their roots top from top to bottom you know and those who have gone to these kind of places you will know that they create a jhula they will swing from those branches you have seen it in tarzan no <laughs> something like that so you have the great banyan trees you know and banyan trees has all those roots coming down you know how beautiful it looks and you can swing on them if you want to so something like that imagine the scenery where krishna has gone to the jungles and this is what he is doing the supreme personality of god had said oh greatest of the lords just see how these trees are bowing their heads at your lotus feet which are worshipable by the immortal demigods the trees are offering you their fruits and flowers to eradicate the dark ignorance that had caused their birth as trees original personality these bees must be great sages and most elevated devotee of yours for they are worshiping you by following you around the path and chanting your glories which are themselves a holy place for the entire world though you have disguised yourself within this forest o sinless one they refuse to abandon you their worshipable lord so it's a praise it's basically a sort of a prayer which is being said to krishna o worshipable one these peacocks are dancing before you out of joy these doors are pleasing you with affectionate glances just as the gopis just as the gopis do and these kakus are honoring you with vedic prayers all these residents of the forest are most fortunate and their behavior towards you certainly benefits great souls receiving another great soul at home 
this earth has be- now become very fortunate because you have touched their grass and bushes with your feet and her trees and creepers with your fingernails and because you have graced her rivers mountains birds and animals with your merciful glances and above all you have embraced the young cowherd woman between your two arms a favor hankered after by the goddess of fortune herself sukhdev goswami said thus expressing his satisfaction with the beautiful forest of vrindavana and its inhabitants lord krishna enjoyed tending the cows and other animals with his friends on the banks of the river yamuna below govardhan hill so a beautiful scenery being played out over here in front of our eyes where krishna is grazing the cows he is sitting in one place or maybe standing at a particular place and this prayer is offered to him sometimes the honey bees in vrindavan became so mad with ecstasy that they closed their eyes and began to sing now you will wonder how can the honey bees sing you know they make the buzzing sound like that i am sure you have, you, you have heard the honey bees making buzzing sounds so these are very beautiful sounds as long as you don't go and disturb them okay the moment you disturb them then you then you have buzzing in your hands and your legs and everywhere lord krishna moving among the forest path with his cowherd boys and friends baldeva would then re- respond to the bees by imitating their singing while his friends sang about his past times sometimes lord krishna would imitate the chattering of a parrot sometimes with a sweet voice the call of a cuckoo and sometimes the cooing of swans sometimes he vigorously imitated the dancing of the peacock making his cowherd boys friends laugh sometimes with a voice as deep as the rumbling of the clouds he would make out a very great affection the names of the animals who had wandered far from the herd thus enchanting the cows and the cowherd boys so again a beautiful dip- scene depicting where krishna is imitating all kinds of creatures around him so he is imitating the birds he is imitating the bees he is imitating the animals and then on top of it he is calling out in a very deep throaty voice to the cows which have grazed away they are sometimes they go far away no sometimes he would cry out in imitation of birds such as kakor chakoras kaunchas chakrahavas bhadravajas and peacocks and sometimes he would run away with the smaller animals in mock fear of lions and tigers when his elder brother fatigued from playing would lie down with his head upon the lap of a cowherd boy lord krishna would help him relax by personally massaging his feet and offering other services so krishna also used to perform services to his elder brother balram sometimes as the cowherd boys dance sang moved about and playfully fought with each other krishna and balram standing nearby hand in hand would glorify their friends activities and laugh sometimes lord krishna grew tired from fighting and lay down at the base of the tree resting upon the bed made of soft twigs and birds and using the lap of the cowherd friends as his pillow some of the cowherd boys who were all great souls would then massage his lotus feet and other qualified by being free of all sins would expertly fan the supreme lord so these are activities which you do and which uh, all the cowherd boys were doing and they were massaging his feet some of them were you know fanning him so on and so forth my dear king other boys would sing enchanting songs appropriate for the occasion and their hearts would melt out of love for the lord in this way the supreme lord whose soft lotus feet are personally attended by the goddess of fortune concealed his transcendental opulences by his internal potency and acted like a son of a cowherd 
Yet, even while enjoying with a like a village boy in the company of other village residents, he often exhibited feats only gods could perform. Once, some of the cowherd boys, that is Sri Dama, the very close friend of Rama and Krishna, along with Subala and Stoka Krishna and others, lovingly spoke of the following words. Now, these persons have been named for the first time over here. There are a couple of people, there are a couple of names which you will come across. One of them is Sri Dama. Sri Dama, Sudama, then now we have Subala, Stoka Krishna. Now, who were, who were all these people? Now, you have Sudama. Sudama is the one who was, you know, who hid this uh, puffed rice from Krishna. Isn't it? A story most of us know about. Who is Sri Dama? Now, Sri Dama is actually a cousin of his, a distant cousin of his. Now, Krishna's father had a cousin, okay, his name was Vrishabhan. Now, Vrishabhan had an elder son, that was Sri Dama. Sri Dama had a sister, her name was Radha. So, Radha was the sister of Sri Dama. Now, Radha was one of the cowherd girls over there. Alright? There is a story which is there, not from this, but from another Puran, where Sri Dama okay, is a great devotee of Krishna, even in Golok Rindavana. So, in the Golok Rindavana, it so happens that between the two of them, between the two of them, that is Radha and Sri Dama, there is always a fight. Who is a greater devotee of Krishna? Is it Radha or is it Sri Dama? So it has always been that, you know, Radha would always try to top him up. And finally one day Sri Dama gave her a curse and he said, you know what? When I am born on earth, I will ensure that I will be born as your elder brother. And I will see to it that you will never be able to marry Krishna ever. So, <laughs> that is the reason why Sri Dama is always Radha's brother. And he doesn't allow her to come in contact with Krishna at all. So, though Krishna and Radha have their own, uh, you know, episodes, but Sri Dama is the one who always ensures that this doesn't happen. So you will find that in this, now not in this book, but in another book, there is a very beautiful story where it is mentioned that Sri Dama, acting out of spite for Radha, gets her married to another cow, cowherd. I mean, there is a very big uh, businessman in that. Now this businessman has a son and his name is Abhimanyu. So he gets Radha married to Abhimanyu telling his father and his mother. So likewise, that, that is the story of Radha. Radha getting married to what we call as Abhimanyu or also he has another name called Ayan. So Ayan is the name of Abhimanyu, another name. So that is how it happens. So now you know the story of Sri Dhamma. Now, along with Subala, Stoka Krishna and others lovingly spoke the following words. Now what had happened was, once upon a time, when these people were enjoying themselves, so suddenly there was some activity which happened. The cowherd boy said, O Rama Rama, mighty armed one, 
O Krishna, destroyer of the miscreants, not far from here is a very great forest filled with rows of palm trees. In that Talavana forest, many fruits are falling from the trees and many are already lying on the ground. But all the fruits are being guarded by the evil Dhenuka. So there is another, there is a demon over there who is guarding these trees. Okay, now what are these trees? These are palm trees. O Rama, O Krishna, Dhenuka is most powerful demon and has assumed the form of an ass. He is surrounded by many friends who have assumed a similar shape and who are just as powerful as he. Now earlier, all the jungles were free. I mean, you could enter any jungle, eat from any fruit. There was no such thing as this is my territory and that is my territory. Nothing like that. Unless and until you owned a patch of land. So these were basically nomads. And nomads would go from one place to the other for grazing of their cattle. The demon Dhenuka had eaten men alive and therefore all the people and animals are terrified of going to the Tala forest. O killer of the enemy, even the birds are afraid to fly there. In the Tala forest are sweet smelling fruits, no one has ever tasted. Indeed, even now we can smell the fragrance of the Tala fruits spreading all about. O Krishna, please get these fruits for us. Our minds are so attracted by the aroma. Dear Balrama, our desire to have those fruits is very great. If you think it's a good idea, let's go to that Tala forest. Now, you know, one of the most uh, obnoxious, I should say, smelling fruits of all times is a fruit which is available in South Asia over here and it is called durian. I don't know how many of you have actually tasted durian. It's the most obnoxious smelling fruit of all times. Now, another obnoxious smelling fruit, which is, I mean, if you... If you have ever stood next to a rotting fruit, you will know how horrible it, the smell could be. You don't want to stand there. And that is a jackfruit. <laughs> so the one of the fruits that is available in India is jackfruit. And these, these, these trees, no, when the fruit becomes ripe, the entire place around it keeps on smelling. It's a very obnoxious smell, by the way. Similarly, mango. If you ever gone under a mango tree, you will find that some mangoes might have fallen. Now in today's day and age, you don't see a tree with a fallen mangoes. But if there are fallen mangoes which are ripe, you can get that sweet smell. So likewise in this Tala forest, there is there are lots of trees which have got fruits which are smelling very nice. And they should be very good to eat. And this ass is not allowing them. I imagine an ass is not allowing them to enter that forest. How funny could that be? So all his friends are saying, can you get these fruits for us? Hearing the words of the dear companion, Krishna and Balrama laughed and desiring to please them set off for the Talavana, surrounded by their cowherd boyfriends. Lord Balram entered the Tala forest first. Then with his two arms, he began forcibly shaking the trees with the power of a maddening elephant, causing the Tala fruits to fall onto the ground. Hearing the sound of the falling tree fruits, the ass demon Denoka ran forward to attack, making the earth and the... De- and the Trees tremble. The powerful demon rushed up to Lord Baldeva and sharply struck the Lord's chest with the hooves of his hind leg. Then Dhenuka began to run about, braying loudly. Moving around, Lord Balrama, O King, the furious ass, situated himself in the back towards the Lord. Then screaming in rage, the demon hurled two hind legs at him. Lord Balrama seized Dhenuka by his hooves, whirling them around with one hand and threw them into the top of a palm tree. 
the violent wheeling motion caused that called killing the demon so uh, you know there is a story again in the bible about this and an ass is used you know by hurling him you know like this there is a story of samson and delilah <laughs> samson uses the skeleton of an ass by the way to kill all the enemies so here there is another similarity somewhere Lord Balrama threw the dead body of Dhenukasara in the top palm trees into the forest and then the dead, de- dead demon landed on the treetops. The tree began shaking. The great palm tree causing a tree by its side also to shake broke under the weight of the demon. The neighboring trees caused yet another tree to shake and this one struck another and another tree which also began shaking. In this way many trees in the forest shook and broke. Because of Lord Balrama's pastime of throwing the body of the ass demon on top of the tallest palm tree, all the trees began shaking and striking against one another as if blown about by the powerful wind. My dear Parikshit, that Lord Balrama killed Dhenukasara is not such a wonderful thing considering that he is the unlimited personality of Godhead, the controller of the entire universe. Indeed, the entire cosmos rests upon him as a woven cloth rests upon his own horizontal and vertical threads. So Denukasara's story is one of the pastimes of Krishna and his brother Balrama. Though the story may not have much significance in our day-to-day life, but it's a very simple story which talks to us about just being a jackass. You know how many people actually become a jackass in our lives. We don't want to take certain, we don't want to listen to some people and we don't want to do what we are supposed to do. At such point in time you have to hurl the jackass with his back end, you know, back feet up in the air. So what it means is you have to try to drill sense into some people. They are are nonsensical people. So this is like a nonsensical story over here where you wanted the fruits of something. So you have to actually drill some sense in their head. Alright. The other as demons close friends of Dhenukasara were engaged upon seeing his death and thus they immediately ran to attack Krishna and Balrama. O king, as the demons attacked, Krishna and Balrama easily seized one after another by the hind legs and threw them all on top of the palm trees. The earth then appeared beautifully covered with heaps of fruits and with the dead bodies of the demons which were entangled in the broken tops of the palm trees. Indeed, the earth shone like the sky decorated with clouds. Hearing of this magnificent feat of the two brothers, the demigods and the other elevated living beings laid down flowers and other music and played in glorification. People now felt free to return to the forest where Denuka had been killed and without fear they ate the fruit of the palm trees. Also the cows could now graze freely upon the grass there. The lotus-eyed Lord Sri Krishna, whose glories are most pious to hear and chant, returned home to Vraja with his elder brother. Balrama, along the way, the cowherd boys, the faithful followers, chanted his glories. So we have got an introduction to a couple of characters in this. Now after this next chapter also we will get a lot of other introductions. Slowly slowly the characters are coming into the play. But we will not have an in-depth study of these characters over here because they are a part of a lore which is different. So those who uh, learn this story from various other texts will know they will be able to correlate this particular people. That is these gopis. Lord Krishna's hair powdered with dust raised by the cows was decorated with peacock feathers and forest flowers. The Lord glanced charmingly and smiled beautifully, playing upon his flute while his companions chanted his glories. The gopis all together came forward to meet him. Their eyes were very eager to see him. 
with their bee like eyes the women of vrindavana drank the honey of the beautiful face of face of lord mukunda and thus they gave up the distress that they had felt during the day because of separation from him the young vrindavana ladies cast sidelong glances at the lord glances filled with bashfulness laughter and submission and sri krishna completely accepting these glances at a prop proper offering of respect entered the coward village mother yashoda and mother rohini acting most affectionately towards their two sons offered all the best things to them in response to their every desire and at the various appropriate times by being bathed and massaged the two young lords were relieved of their weariness caused by walking on the country roads then they were dressed in their attractive robes and decorated with transcendental garments and fragrances after dining sumptuously on the delicious food given them by their mother and being pampered in various ways the two brothers lay down upon their excellent beds and happily went to sleep in the village of raja o king the supreme lord krishna thus wandered about vrindavana area performing his pastimes once surrounded by his boyfriends he went without balrama and to the yamuna river so now we are starting with another aspect of his but it we will come into the next chapter after that at that time the cows and the cowherd boys were feeling acute distress for the glaring summer sun afflicted by thirst they drank the water of the yamuna river but it had been contaminated with poison as soon as they touched the poison water all the cows and the boys lost their consciousness by the divine powers of the lord and fell lifeless at the water's edge o hero of the kurus seeing them in such a condition lord krishna the master of all the masters of mystic potencies felt compassion for their devotees who had no lord other than him thus he immediately brought them back to life and showering his nectar and glances upon them regaining their full consciousness the cowherd boys and the cows and the boys stood out of the water and began to look at one another in great astonishment o king the cowherd boys then considered that although they had drunk poison and in fact had died simply by the merciful glance of govinda they had regained their life and stood up by their own strength so we have come to the end of the chapter why this has happened we will see in the next chapter because there is a great snake over there called kaliya now kaliya is a snake which is it's a massive snake and he is living with his wives in this particular river there is a story which goes at the background that story we will do in the next chapter after that so first let us see what happens and how these boys are poisoned by the waters so we are doing chapter 16 canto 10 part 2 chapter 16 krishna chastises the serpent kaliya sukhdev goswami said lord shri krishna the supreme personality of god is seeing that the yamuna river has been contaminated by the black snake kaliya desired to purify the river and thus the lord banished him from it so how does he do king parikshit inquired oh learned sage please explain how the supreme personality of god had chastised the serpent kaliya with his unfathomable water of the yamuna and how it it was that kaliya has been living there for so many ages so there is a story which will now begin o brahmana the unlimited supreme personality of god it freely acts according to his own desires who could be satiated when hearing the nectar of the magnanimous pastimes he performed as a cowherd boy in vrindavana sukhdev goswami said within the river kalindi that is the yamuna river was a lake inhabited by the serpent kaliya now how is there a lake in that place i am sure you know if you have been to your native places you will find that there is a river which is flowing down and suddenly there is a deep you know valley which is formed and that creates a sort of a lake the water keeps on flowing no doubt about it 
but because there is a deep portion in between uh, say some mountains you will find that there is a lake which is formed every river has this kind of a lake formation all right so now let us see shikdev goswami said within the river kalindi was a lake inhabited by serpent kaliya whose fiery poison constantly heated and boiled its water indeed the vapors thus created so poisonous that the birds flying over the contaminated lake will fall down into it so naturally there were poisonous gases which were formed over there which were rising in the air and because the gases were rising in the air even the birds flying on top of it used to fall down now you will wonder whether this kind of a thing actually happens yet it, it does uh, i will tell you that in some marshy places marsh you know where there is a marshy land i'm sure you know in yesterday's news you have seen the the mud flow happening in uh, california ha huh? landslide no actually not a landslide it's a mud flow because the water has come it has created this slush which started moving and the huge houses and cars and everything has been pushed at the side you will find that happening anyway so now in marshy lands where all these plants are there now what happens to these plants because all these plants are clustered together all right there are plants which are there which do not breathe from their you know those leaves and how do they breathe because the the soil which is there is so full of slush and uh, it has got that daldal as we call it no they send out shoots in the air like this from their from their uh, you know uh, kya bolte roots and these they are nodes they come up in the air and you will find that when you are passing some of these uh, lands you will find that they these are the breathing apparatus for the small bushes that are there all right now what happens over there when the trees die when all these bushes when they die they are going again back into the slush and because they enter the slush and this has been happening for thousands of years okay there is a formation of a gas called methane ch4 which happens now this methane gas is it rises just above the trees is very poisonous gas by the way methane and ethane are the gases which are used by us in at home you know for uh, cooking purposes you know that is natural gas we call it no so this methane gas rises above this methane gas will always you will find a blue flame over there there is always a blue flame on top of this slush this uh, kind of uh, daldal uh, you should never get trapped in that because there is no oxygen in that place the oxygen is converted over there and that, that that's what uh, is not available so methane gas is very very poisonous gas now that methane gas if any bird or any animal which floats on top it doesn't have oxygen to breathe and when it doesn't have oxygen to breathe it falls down into this slushy earth it gets digested and it becomes again methane ethane and all those kind of gases so you can imagine this is a very very complex process and uh, nowadays there are lots of places in this world where there is 
you know some of these uh, islands which are discovered in the pacific region they have a lot of these kind of entire slushy areas and those who have traveled on this side of the world or even in india also there are lots of places where you can see this kind of slush one of the most important places in india or rather it's not in india actually um in uh, close to india is a place called bangladesh bangladesh was there was no land in bangladesh by the way this land got formed a couple of million years ago by the rivers denudation i'm sorry i'm bringing a lot of geography and and all sorts of science into it but you should know because tomorrow you may you may know i mean if you are not watching all these uh, you know national geographic and all you will understand so this river brahmaputra and river ganga brahmaputra comes from here ganga comes from here they are all coming and meeting at one point i'm sure you know about the two kinds of endings of rivers one is called a delta and the other is called an estuary <laughs> don't look blank a delta is a triangular formation where the rivers are flowing smoothly i'm not so smoothly what they do is when the rivers are meeting they are bringing all the silt from the himalayas and various other places and it forms a land mass the land mass is so soft you know that anything that is there goes inside because it is silt silt is very fine mud that is the reason why the delta is formed now bangladesh does the entire nation is full of what we call as a delta it's a delta formation so if you look at bangladesh map also it will look triangular seen that now in this particular place is one of the greatest forests of this kind of you know uh daldal now i told you it's a soft earth and they are called sundarbans i am sure you have heard of the sundarban tigers and all that right so all the Bang- bangladeshis in this region they do fishing and all that in this kind of river beds so you will find that lots of different kinds of fishes are available which are very rare to other parts of the world so sundarbans and this part of the you know delta formation makes up of bangladesh and this is a place where you will find this kind of a daldal also so many of the villages in bangladesh are of this kind a certain patch of land is high up so people are staying there and they go fishing in these daldals okay uh, i am sure you know you have, you have heard of another creature which is called mud puppy now if you have not there is somebody something called a google available okay on your computers please google it and see what is a mud puppy it's like a fish it's a, it's like a salamander you know salamander how it looks like that it is it's like a lizard and like a fish combine both of them and how will it look like it has got four legs <laughs> so these mud puppies are there in this so they dig their they put their hand inside and they pull them out the mud puppies are basically food for many people and uh, various kinds of fishes which are available in this kind of you know earth so that kind of fishing also happens over there so another small uh, uh, okay this uh, snippet all right so now we will come back to kaliya and let us see what happens so now you understood why this kind of poisonous gases are there certain types of chemicals are released which are methane ethane and various kind of where oxygen is in less supply so there is a definitely a scientific explanation 
because there is a kind of a poisonous gas that is released. Alright. The wind blowing over that deadly lake carried droplets of water to the shore. Simply by coming in contact with the poisonous breeze, all the vegetation and the creatures on the shore died. So, different kinds of gases are released and when the water comes in contact with these gases, they form certain poisonous substances. So, you, you could also have sulphides, different kinds of sulfurous you know, fumes also coming in. Sulphur is also very poisonous. So, when you have sulphur release is happening, you have another thing which comes out of it which is called H2S. You know, it smells like rotten eggs. Okay. So, H2S gas is very very dangerous again. You cannot breathe in that gas. But it is the stinkiest gas by the way. As good as a fart. <laughs> Lord Krishna saw how the Kaliya serpent had polluted the Yamuna river with his terrible powerful poison. Since Krishna had descended from the spiritual world specifically to subdue envious demons, the Lord immediately climbed on top of the very high Kadamba tree and prepared himself for the battle. He tightened his belt, slapped his arms and then jumped into the poisonous water. So, he was a very... <laughs> Like you know, Malla Pelwan, like the child, you know, he climbed on top of tree and then on from top of the tree he got onto this snake. When the Supreme Personality of God landed on the serpent's lake, the snake there became very extremely agitated and began breathing heavily, further polluting it with volumes of poison. The force of the Lord's entrance into the lake caused it to overflow on all sides and poisonous fearsome waves flooded the surrounding land up to a distance of 100 bow lengths. This is not at all amazing. However, for the Supreme Lord possesses infinite strength. Krishna began sporting in Kaliya's lake, like a lordly elephant swirling his mighty arms and making the water resound in various ways. When Kaliya heard these sounds, he understood that someone was trespassing in his lake. The serpent could not tolerate this and immediately came forward. Kaliya saw that Sri Krishna, who wore yellow silken garments, was very delicate. His attractive body shining like a glowing white cloud, his chest bearing the mark of Srivas, his face smiling beautifully and his feet resembling the wool of the lotus flower. The Lord was playing fearlessly in the water. Despite his wonderful appearance, the envious Kaliya furiously bit him in the chest and then completely enwrapped him in his coils. So. So here we have a fight going on between one tiny person over there and a big Kaliya snake and what does he do? He bites him in his chest and wraps his entire body around Krishna. When the member of the cowherd community who had accepted Krishna as their dearmost friend saw him enveloped by the snake's coils, motionless they were greatly disturbed. They had offered Krishna everything, their very self, their families, their wealth, wives and all the pleasures. At the sight of the Lord in the clutches of Kaliya snake, the intelligence became deranged by grief, lamentation and fear. And thus they fell into the, to the ground. The cows, bulls and female cows with great distress called out piteously to Krishna. Fixing their eyes upon him, they stood still in the fear, as if ready to cry, but too shocked to shed tears. In the Vrindavana area, there arose all three kinds of different fearful omens. Those on the earth, those in the sky and those in the bodies of living creatures which announce imminent danger. Seeing this inauspicious omen, Nanda Maharaj and the other cowherd men were fearful for they knew that Krishna had gone to herd the cows that day without his elder brother Balram. 
because they had delicate, dedicated their minds to Krishna, accepting him as their very life, they were unaware of his great power and opulence. Thus they concluded that the inauspicious omen indicated that he has met with death and they were overwhelmed with grief, lamentation and fear. All the inhabitants of Vrindavana included the children, women and elderly persons thought of Krishna just as cow thinks of the helpless young calf and thus the poor suffering people rushed towards the village intent upon finding him. Now, what has happened is you will find that there are inauspicious signs somewhere. Many a times in our life we also say, na, oh, today this happened because maybe the cat crossed the path. So you will say the cat crossed the path, that's why today is a very inauspicious day, maybe something bad is going to happen. Likewise, we keep on, these are omens, we call them omens. And uh, omens are there interspersed all in our life. You will find that early in the morning when you are going to work, maybe the teacup falls down, breaks, or maybe you know if you are cooking, you burn your hand, something or the other keep on happening. At that point in time you will say, oh today something bad is going to happen. So these are called omens, they are interspersed in our life all over the place. And we can actually read them, not that we cannot read them. Sometimes we can read them properly, sometimes we cannot. The Supreme Lord Balram, the master of all transcendental knowledge, smiled and said nothing when he saw the residents of Vrindavana in such distress, since he understood the extraordinary powers of his younger brother. The resident heard towards the banks of Yamuna in search of the dear most Krishna following the path marked by his footprint, which bore the unique sign of personality of Godhead. The footprints of Lord Krishna, the master of the entire cowherd community, were marked with the lotus flower, barley corn, elephant goat, thunderbolt and flag. These are the markings of auspicious kind, you know, and you can see them on the feet of Krishna. So what are they? You will find that there is a lotus flower, there is a barley corn, you know, elephant goat, a sign with a elephant goat like that, a thunderbolt, a flag. So these are signs. My dear King Parikshit seeing his footprints on the path along the cow's footprints, the residents of Vrindavana rushed along in great haste. As they hurried along the path of the bank of the Yamuna river, they saw from a distance that Krishna was in the lake, motionless with the coils of the black serpent. So now <laughs> they are seeing from far, they saw Krishna is entangled in this Servant's body, serpent's body. They further saw that the coward boys had fallen unconscious and that the animals were standing on all sides crying out for Krishna. Seeing all this, the residents of Vrindavana were overwhelmed with anguish and confusion. When the young gopis whose minds were constantly attached to Krishna, the unlimited supreme personality of Godhead saw that he was now within the grips of the servant, they remembered his loving friendship, his smiling glances and his talks with them. Burning with great sorrow, they saw their entire universe as void. Now many a times when you see your dear beloved, whoever that is, in the grips of certain problems like say a disease or something like that, you get very upset because of that. Although the elder gopis were feeling just as much distress as she was and she were pouring forth a flood of sorrowful tears, they had to forcibly hold back Krishna's mother, whose consciousness was totally absorbed in her son, standing like corpses with their eyes fixed upon his face. These gopis each in turn took recounting the pastimes of the darling Vraja. Naturally, side me, dusra story chal rahe. Oh, Krishna was like this, you know, was like, was like that guy. Abhi bhi chalu hai. He is there right in front of you. Don't keep on saying stories. You know, we keep on remembering things. Oh, when, you know, especially when you are, you know, you have a dead grandfather or somebody there 
and you are standing over there oh he was such a nice person he used to give me chocolates he used to give me money he used to give me that's what we keep on saying isn't it <laughs> so likewise when you see somebody in distress this is what happens we keep on thinking about all the things that have happened with that person although the elder gopis were feeling just as much distress as she was pouring forth a flood of sorrowful tears they had to forcibly hold back krishna's mother whose consciousness was totally absorbed in the sun standing like corpses with their eyes fixed upon his face these gopis each took turns recounting the past tense of the darling of raja lord balrama then saw nanda maharaj and other cowherd men who had dedicated their very life to krishna were beginning to enter the serpent's lake as the supreme personality of god had lord Brahm, balram fully knew lord krishna's actual power and therefore he restrained them he told them don't get into the lake because the lake is poisoned remember that the lord remained for some time within the coils of the serpent imitating the behavior of an ordinary mortal so krishna is also enacting a scene over there oh my god i'm get i've got caught in this imagine <laughs> he's doing all those kind of natak over there but when he understood that the women children and other residents of the village of gokula were in acute distress because of their love for him they only shelter and goal in life he immediately rose from the bonds of the kaliya serpent so now he sees in a thoda was acting karne ke baad now i have to oh everybody is getting upset so i have to do something about it his coil is tormented by the expanding body of the lord kaliya released him in great anger the serpent raised the hoods high and stood still breathing heavily his nostrils appeared like vessels from cooking poison and the staring eyes in the face like fire brands thus the serpent looked at the lord so kaliya is now looking at the lord he's got is a multi-headed snake huh, by the way he doesn't have one head he's got so many heads all right so again and again kaliya licked the lips with his bifurcated tongue as he st- stared at krishna with glance full of terrible poisonous fire but krishna playfully circled around him just as garuda would play with a snake in response kaliya also moved about looking for an opportunity to bite the lord having severely depleted this serpent strength with his relentless circling shri krishna the origin of everything pushed down kaliya's raised shoulder and mounted his broad serpent's head thus lord shri krishna the original master of all the fine arts began to dance his lotus feet deeply reddened by the touch of the numerous jewels upon the serpent's head you know in uh, we, it is said in some of these olden films you will find that there are diamonds you know on top of the serpent's head it is mentioned by the way ha huh? nagamani they call it no you will find that many people are also named nagamani in india right nagamani means what naga is a snake on top of the head there is a crested jewel that is called nagamani all right <laughs> so he was dancing on top of that naturally the thing is going to hurt him no in his head seeing the lord dancing his servants in the heavenly planets the gandharva siddha sages charanas and the wives of demigods immediately arrived there with great pleasure they began accompanying the lord dancing by playing drums such as mridangas panavas and anakas and they made offering to the song flowers and the prayers okay my dear king kaliya and 101 and prominent heads kaliya had 101 prominent heads and when one of them would not bow down lord sri krishna who inflicts punishment on cruel wrong doers would smash that saban head with striking it with his feet then as kaliya entered his death throes he began wheeling his head round and vomiting ghastly blood from his mouth and nostrils the serpent thus experienced extreme pain and misery exuding poisonous waste from his eyes kaliya would occasionally dare to raise one of his heads which would breathe heavily with anger 
then the lord would dance on it and subdue it by forcing it to bow down with his foot thus demigods took each other of those exhibitions as an opportunity to worship him and the primeval personality of godhead with showers of flowers my dear king parikshit lord krishna's wonderful powerful dancing trampled and broke all of kaliya's 1000 hoods then the serpent profusely vomited blood from his mouth finally recognized sri krishna to be an eternal personality of godhead the supreme master of the moving and the non moving beings sri narayana thus within the mind kaliya took shelter at the feet of the lord when kaliya's wife saw how the serpent had become so fatigued by the excessive weight of lord krishna who carried the entire universe in his abdomen and how kaliya's umbrella like hoods had been shattered by the striking of krishna's heels they felt great distress with their clothing ornaments and their hair scattered in disarray then they approached the eternal personality of godhead so at that time when he subduing the snake all the wives of the snake they all gather together now they are going to say something to krishna their minds very much disturbed the saintly ladies place their children before them and they bow down to the lord of all the creatures laying their bodies flat upon the ground they desire the liberation from their sinful husband and their shelter of the supreme lord the giver of ultimate shelter and thus they folded their hands in supplication and approached him the wives of kaliya serpent said the punishment this offender has been subjected to is certainly just after all you have incarnated within this world to curb down envious and cruel people you are so impartial that you look equally upon your enemies and your as your own sons and when you impose a punishment upon a living being you know it is for their ultimate benefit and uh, this is a very important line that you will find that when krishna comes to earth you know he said that he comes for the sake of dharma dharma means balancing out the equation in this universe many a times there are the evil components of this world they arise their hoods at that point in time they have to be equalized and brought down to the level as same as every other person and that is a time when the lord has to come in and take up a form or when the beginning of another yuga he always is there around or the third time where he basically has to come as a teacher so he comes as a teacher where you have seen in, in some of the old stories over here he has become a teacher the first teacher that is if you if you will find that he taught his mother so likewise there are various stages in krishna's life where he has taken a form okay so we'll continue so you have you come here to impose a punishment upon this what you have done here is actually mercy for us since the punishment you give to the wicked certainly drives them away from their contamination indeed because of this condition soul our husband is so sinful that he has assumed the body of a serpent your anger towards him is obviously to be understood as your mercy did our husband carefully perform austerities in his previous life with his mind free from pride and full of respect for others is that why you are pleased with him or did he in some previous existence carefully execute religious duties with the compassion of all living beings and is that why you the life of all living beings are now satisfied with him so the wives are asking krishna has he done something really nice in his past life that you are now subduing him instead of you know cursing krishna or talking something nonsensical the wives are very kind and they are telling him oh now we can see you know that you are doing this because he must have done something really nice in his past lives oh lord we do not know how the serpent kaliya has attained this great opportunity of being touched by the dust of your lotus feet for this end the goddess of fortune performed austerities for centuries giving up all other desires and taking austere vows 
those who have attained the dust of the lotus feet never hanker for the kinship of heaven limitless sovereignty the position of brahma or the rulership on the earth they are not interested even in the perfection of yoga or in liberation itself i am sure you know now chitti will get certain understanding over here that liberation is a activity which is meant for the purpose where people want to get liberated by becoming self realized but those who are at the feet of the lord those who are the devotees of the lord they are not interested in liberation also see this line once again those who have attained the dust of your lotus feet never hanker for kinship of the heavens they don't want to become brahma vishnu or whatever they don't want to become an indra they don't even want to become king of any heaven they don't want that or limitless sovereignty limitless sovereignty means to become the sovereign the king of the entire universe they don't even want that not even the position of brahma or rulership over the earth they don't want to become rulers of this earth they don't want any kinds of benefits coming from this relationship with krishna they are not interested even in the perfection of yoga they are not even interested in yoga you see many a times you will find that people hanker after pranayam yoga asanas these that so many things but those who are devotees of krishna don't bother about this kind of things they are not even interested in doing yoga asanas okay so you will understand that the devotees of krishna don't bother about anything and liberation itself the liberation also is not at all they are interested in so those who are devotees of krishna those who are in love with krishna krishna grants them everything it's like you know straight away jump from one level to this straight to the fifth level that is what it is all about so oh lord although this kaliya the king of the serpents had taken birth in the mode of ignorance and is controlled by anger those who are born in the mode of ignorance means tamasik he is a tamas person who is born in tamasik and controlled by anger anger is a is a thing only the tamasik kind of people are controlled by anger by the way he has achieved that which is difficult for others to achieve embodied souls who are full of desires and thus wandering in the cycles of birth and death can have all benedictions manifested before their eyes simply by receiving the dust of your lotus feet only by touching the feet of the lord they are able to get liberation we offer our obeisance unto you the supreme personality of godhead although present in the heart of all living beings as a super soul you are all pervasive although the original shelter of all created material elements you exist prior to the creation although the cause of everything you are transcendental in all the material causes and effects being the supreme soul so they are saying how krishna is also living in the heart of every human being as a super soul as the paramatma or as we call it is jivatma you all every individual soul has an atma as we call it no and there is a paramatma that is a super soul so he is staying over there and yet he is born over here like a very simple human being like krishna you know in vrindavan and there he is the supreme divine consciousness as well obeisance unto you the absolute truth who are the reservoir of all transcendental consciousness and potency and the possessor of unlimited energies although completely free of material qualities and transformation you are the prime mover of material nature obeisance unto you who are time itself the shelter of time and the witness of time in all its phases you are the universe and the separate observer you are its creator and the totality of all the causes obeisance unto you who is the ultimate soul of the physical elements of the acceptable basis of perception of the senses 
of the vital layers of life and of the mind, the intelligence and the consciousness. All the 28 elements that are there are mentioned over here. By your arrangement, the infinitesimal spirit souls falsely identify with the three modes of the material nature. We have done these lines time and again, time and again. How the entire world came into existence. Finally, under the three gunas, that is Sattva, Rajas and Tamas, everything got divided into these three domains. Okay, so that is what they are identifying over here. And the perception of the true self thus became clouded. We offer our obeisance unto you, the Supreme, the unlimited Supreme Lord. So if you want to become realized, if you want all these things to go away from you, and you want the ultimate thing, that is called the Supreme Truth, you just have to catch the feet of the Supreme Divine Consciousness, Krishna. And you don't have to bother about the rest of it. You don't have to do any Yogasana, Pranayama, prayers or anything for that matter. You just have to be at the feet of the Lord. Become His devotee. That's it. We offer our obeisance unto you, the unlimited Supreme Lord, the Supreme Settled One, the Omniscient Personality of Godhead, who are always fixed in unchanging transcendence, who sanctions the opposing views of different philosophies, and who are the power upholding express ideas and the words that express them. We offer our obeisance again and again to you, who are the basis of the authoritative evidence, who are the author and the unlimited source of revealed scriptures, and who have manifested yourself in this Vedic literature, encouraging sense gratification as well as those encouraging renunciation and the material world. Many a times people have asked me this question, you know, that why is it that, you know, we have to renounce? Why is it that I have to still work in this material world? Why is it that I cannot just go into the spiritual and lose everything? Why don't you understand that even the material world is a manifestation of His? Even the material world is His own manifestation. Do you mean to say that God is not there in the material world? He is very much there in the material world. He is very much there in the spiritual world as well. So you can still remain in the material world, perform your material duties and yet be lost in the spiritual who says you cannot be? You may be in spiritual 100% and yet be doing material activities. You can be doing everything. Who says you cannot do that? So you may be completely a spiritual person who is lost in the divine, supreme divine consciousness but yet will have to be working like a normal human being outside in the material world. You will find that there are numerous examples where the particular person has always been doing this as well as that. So don't worry about it. So you understood, no? That all these domains are a part of God's domain only. Don't say that, you know, material domain is not His. We offer our obeisance to Lord Krishna and Lord Rama, the son of Vasudeva and Lord Pradyumna and Lord Aniruddha. We offer our respectful obeisance unto the masters of all the saintly devotees of Vishnu. Now, who are all these people mentioned over here? That is Rama, Krishna, Pradyumna, Aniruddha. These are all forms of Krishna. Krishna broke up into four forms. These four forms are Krishna, Balrama, then we have Pradyumna and then Arinud. So they are all lineage of the same, Krishna's various forms. You will we'll come across these forms in later part of this entire uh, book, sometimes during that time. And you will come to know that how, this is how the Lord created his four forms during his lifetime. Obeisance unto you, O Lord, whose magnificent varieties of material and spiritual qualities. You disguise yourself as the material qualities and yet the functioning of those same material qualities ultimately reveals your existence. You stand apart from the material qualities as a witness and can be fully known only by your devotees. Think about it. These lines are very beautiful. What are they saying? 
material duties are there material knowledge is there Mate- everything material exists in this world using those you can reach me that is what he is being mentioned over here that means every human being has been given the capacity to reach krishna every person living being has been given a body the mind the senses and every other organs which are needed using that you can still reach over there don't think that they are given for the heck of it the intellect has been given to you so that you can use the intellect to reach god it is called buddhi by the way and buddhi has been used over here so that you can use buddhi and reach god you will find that there are things which are mentioned in the bhagavad gita in this manner so buddhi is intellect the intellect has been given so that you can reach god as well hmm? so driti another word which is used in the bhagavad gita in the 18th chapter if you open the 18th chapter you will find these words buddhi is one driti is another you can you just have to fix on to something why why not fix on to krishna himself when you fix on to krishna with the type of persistence that you have perseverance that you have you can still reach krishna so use your body and mind and intellect to reach the divine so that's what he means and all these things have been given by him obisans unto you o lord who manifest various varieties of material and spiritual qualities you disguise yourself with the material qualities and yet the functioning of those same material qualities ultimately reveals your existence in the same material world using the same material qualities it will still reveal to you the divine you stand apart from the material qualities as a witness so in the material qualities lord is only the witness he is not involved in the action in the material world the lord stands outside of it and watches the entire thing happen because the material world is a karmic world i am sorry many many of you may try to think you know what is this this looks like greek and latin to you don't don't worry it is very simply this you are living in the material world like a normal human being you are performing your material duties every single day every day whatever you do is converted into karma correct now where your karma is concerned there the lord is not involved in it it is your karma think about it like the government is there you are doing certain transactions in your material world there is a rule book written by the government now let us say the government has written the you know money matters on money matters everything the income tax rules are there you are doing you are doing your livelihood isn't it you are earning something now suppose you are earning salary okay and you are not declaring to the government is the government involved in not declaring it or you are involved you are involved in not declaring it it is your karma the government has written a rule book that is called the vedas okay likewise you know income tax act you are supposed to follow that to the book but you are not following sometimes you rob money sometimes you do not want to pay tax sometimes you want to hide your income sometimes you want to take false income sometimes you cheat some people now all these things are mentioned in the income tax act if you do that then you are transgressing something you are going against it and this act which you do is your own act where is the government involved in that act 
the government is not involved the government is just a mute witness to what you are doing does the government say okay now i am going to punish you if you do not declare the government won't even come to know correct that's what happens so likewise in karma the lord is just stand sitting over there as a mute witness he doesn't say anything till you actually tell him i am sorry i did this thing wrong you understand what i'm saying many a times you hide the income from the government after many years maybe you will go and tell the government you know what i had this income and i hid it from you naturally as per the law you will have to get certain punishment this isn't it right likewise in karma also many a times we perform karma and you know in when you are performing karma many a times you don't want to tell god don't want to tell him oh this is this is what i have done wrong so in christianity we have this very strange activity which is called confessions you are allowed to confess it is like you are allowed to declare your wrong income likewise you are allowed to confess the government has the right to give you punishment or to say okay fine we will waive off the punishment you just pay the fine and go away so in confession what happens the priest is hearing out your confessions whatever that is there in your path you have to face it right so there is a place which is between hell and uh, and the earth there is a place which is called purgatory <laughs> you have to go over there for certain time we don't know about it so let us not get into that so here also the karma that you do till you do not confess it to the lord the lord is only going to be a mute witness he is not even going to bother about it so understood this i'm sure you have not now understood a certain aspect of what i was teaching you so till you don't confess it till you don't tell him okay if you don't tell then maya takes over and then she has to give you whatever punishment she has to give you as per the karmic you know that rule book income tax act remember that is going to anyway happen but confession will be lessening of the punishment a certain amount of cushioning will happen you will get saved that is what happens i hope you understood this entire theory properly if not one of these days we can talk about it all right all right now how many more okay i think we should finish this chapter once at least you know like i have request you all time till 10:15 i mean uh, 7:45 or so anyway obeisance to you o lord who manifest various varieties of material spiritual qualities you disguise yourself with the material qualities and yet the functioning of the same material qualities ultimately reveals your existence you stand apart from the material qualities as a witness and can be fully known only by your devotees o lord rishikesha master of the senses please let us offer our obeisance unto you whose pastimes are inconceivably glorious your existence can be inferred from the necessity of a creator and reveler to all the cosmic manifestations but although your devotees can understand you in this way to the non devotees you remain silent absorbed and in self satisfaction so for the devotees they will get an understanding that krishna is involved in their life he is always guiding and motivating them he is pushing them forward 
but to the non-devotees who do not understand a word of what is being said over here by the way. It appears that there is some stone over there called God. He is a mute witness. He doesn't even care about your sins or whatever bullshit that you do in your life. He is not even bothered. He just stands over there doing nothing. So he, he remains silent, absorbed in self-satisfaction. Look at the look at the God's face in any of the temples. You will find him smiling over there. Unless and until you have gone to say Narsimha's temple. Okay, he won't be smiling. He's very fierce. But rest of the temples you will find Krishna, Rama and everybody's a little smile is there on their face. And you say, Ah, cha God ne merko deka. What is that? To a non-devotee he appears like a stone. But to a real devotee, the real devotee is being literally carried in his hand. He is taking this devotee through the pains and troubles of his life. Only a true devotee will understand that anything that happens in his world is because of the Lord alone. Many a times people come and they say, I want to get married. And then maybe the Lord says, you know, okay, you might get married in the next one year's time. And they get married. Or they have children. At such point in time they say, oh, I anyway got married because I was supposed to get married. What they forget along the path is they have gone and asked something over there. Only a devotee will remember. Only a devotee will give the correct thanks at that particular point in time. But many of the non-devotees do not even credit the Lord with it. They think that it is their birthright. They are getting it by birthright. So for such kind of non-devotees, they will never understand. So reading the line once again, your devotees can understand you in this way. And to the non-devotees, you remain silent, absorbed in self-satisfaction. So the Lord is least bothered according to the non-devotees. Understood? Obeisance unto you and you know the destination of all things, superior and inferior, who are the presiding regulator of all that be. You are distinct from the universal creation and yet you are the basis upon which the illusion of the material creation evolves. And also the witness to the illusion. Indeed, you are the root cause of the entire world. The Maya, the Swarup of Krishna. Everything happens in this world because of Maya. We think that, you know, oh, that was supposed to happen to me. That was supposed to happen to me. What do you mean that was supposed to happen to me? You don't understand you are under the ages of Maya. She can literally twist and turn you around. You won't even know what is happening. That is Lord's Maya. She is a very, very strange one. Oh Almighty Lord, although you have no reason to become involved in material activity, still you act as though your eternal potency of time to arrange for the creation, maintenance and the destructions of the universe. You do this by awakening the distinct functions of each of the modes of the nature, which before the creation lies dormant. Simply by a glance, you perfectly execute all these activities of cosmic control in a sporting mood. The Lord with his sporting mood has created this entire universe. So, there is a mention over here how the whole thing has happened. Therefore, all material bodies throughout the three worlds, those who are peaceful in the modes of goodness, those who are agitated in the modes of passion, and those who are foolish in the modes of ignorance are your own creation. Still, those living entities whose bodies are in the mode of goodness are especially dear to you and is maintained them and protected their religious principles and you are now present on the earth. At least once a master should tolerate an offence committed by his child or subject. O supreme peaceful soul, 
you should therefore forgive your our foolish husband who did not understand who you are so this is a prayer said by all the wives of kaliya and they are praying to sri krishna who is standing atop the head of kaliya oh supreme lord please be merciful it's proper for the saintly to feel compassion for women like us this serpent is about to give up his life please give up back our husband who is our life and our soul now please tell us oh your maid servants what we should do certainly anyone who is faithfully executes your order is automatically freed from all fear sukhdev goswami said thus praised by the naga patnis the supreme personality of godhead released the serpent kaliya who had fallen unconscious with his head battered by the striking of the lord's lotus feet kaliya slowly regained his vital force and sensory functions then breathing loudly and painfully the poor serpent addressed lord krishna the supreme personality of godhead in a humble submission the serpent kaliya said our very birth as a snake has made us envious ignorant and constantly angry oh my lord it is so difficult for people to give up their conditioned nature by which they identify with what is unreal oh supreme creator it is you who generates this universe composes the various variegated arrangements of the material modes and in the process you manifest various kinds of personalities and species varieties of sensory and physical strength and the varieties of mothers and fathers with variegated mental mentalities and form the explanation to this i shall give you in the next satsang okay but i am just reading this lines so that we can finish it up to the last one O oh, supreme personality of godhead among all the species within your material creations we serpent are by nature always engaged being thus deluded by our illusory repetency which is very difficult to give up how can we possibly give up our own every human being has this problem you know we cannot give up our nature sometimes we are snake like we get angry we get upset we get we like to you know say expletives you'll find that there are lots of people in our life you know who like to give galis i'm sure you have some uncle auntie or somebody like that in your life they will start a sentence and end full stop and comma and everything exclamation or only bad words so there are this kind of people also they can never give up their nature and likewise the snake who is there is saying the same thing oh lord since you are the omniscient lord of the universe you are the actual cause of freedom from illusion please arrange for us whatever you consider proper whether it be mercy or your punishment Sukhdev Goswami said after hearing Kaliya's word the supreme personality of godhead who was acting the role of the human being replied oh serpent you may now remain here you may not remain here any longer go back to the ocean immediately accompanied by your retinue children wives friends relatives let this river be enjoyed by the cows and the humans immortal beings attentively remember my command to you to leave rindavana and go to the oceans and narrate this account at sunrise and sunset you will never be afraid of you if one bathes in this place by my pastime and offers this water of this lake to the demigods and other worshipable personalities or if one observes a fast and duly worships and remembers me he is sure to become free from all sinful reactions out of fear of garuda you left ramnaka island and came to take shelter in this land lake but because you are now marked with my footprints garuda will no longer try to eat you sukhdev goswami continued my dear king having been released by lord krishna the supreme personality of godhead whose activities are wonderful kaliya joined his wives in worshiping him with great joy and reverence kaliya worshiped the lord of the universe by offering him fine garments along with necklaces jewels other valuable ornaments wonderful scents and ointments and a large garland of lotus flowers having thus pleased the lord whose flag is marked with the emblem of garuda 
Kaliya felt satisfied, receiving the Lord's permission to leave, Kaliya circumambulated him and offered him obeisance. Then taking his wife, friends and children, he went to the island in the sea. The very moment of Kaliya left, the Yamuna was immediately restored to her original condition, free from poison, full of nectarian water. This happened in the mercy of Supreme Personality of Godhead, was manifesting a human-like form to enjoy his pastimes. So we have come to the end of this chapter. I shall give you a proper explanation the next time when we again log in and that would be next week. So till then I shall take your leave and you have a very good day. Alright, so the explanation will be next week. Okay, take care. Bye.